This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. Off the air, um, sometimes we learn some tidbits that are so insightful and helpful. I we've, We talked yesterday about the idea that Jesus Christ and and I didn't realize that Christ was not Jesus's last name until pretty late in the game. Today mm-hmm. we are going to talk about the name Jesus, and I'm going to just declare that for a long time I really did believe that Jesus was a name that only Jesus had, mm. that it was a unique name given to him. It wasn't until much later that I realized, oh, it's it was actually a very common name. Unless yeah. you're Hispanic. Yes. Yes. Jesus. Um, and so, Which, funny story. My growing up, our gar- one of our garbage men, his name was it was Steve and Jesus, and they always left Christmas cards at the houses, and I didn't. I mean, it was I got the mail one time and it said Merry Christmas from Steve and Jesus. So I was like, wow, it's pretty amazing. Almost, almost Who's Steve. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I off the air. I also found out that maybe Ryan has some some baggage yeah, from his childhood I do, too. Yeah. But I want him to tell the story. I don't want to steal his thunder. Well, I I, I didn't. I I thought his name, his last name, was uh, Christmas. You know, people always were telling me Merry Christmas. So, you know, I just assumed as a young boy, you know, that's <coughs> Mary must be his mother. You know, yes. so Mary. So it, it's a twofold uh, delusion that I had. Yeah, one that you know it was speaking of Mary, the woman. His mom. So if her, her last name's Christmas, it must be it must Jesus be his last Christmas. Name. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So there are so many things that I mean. I it's never too late to learn. No, <laughs> and I worry that maybe some and of they, these and dis- these men became pastors. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's an easy one. <laughs> well, if the Lord can speak through the mouth of a donkey, yes, yes, He yes. can speak through anyone. Yeah, it's not as so amazing that we became pastors. What's really amazing is that people come to our church. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> people used to come to our church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are we? What are we doing? Um, where we're at is in a Christological Christmas, and today we're looking at the name of Jesus. So what does the name mean? Let's just start there. Well, let's just say uh, first of all that uh, the Lord's given name is a is a human name, and it's it's Jesus. You know, we think about you know other names of of uh, Jesus Christ: Emmanuel, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, uh, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Those names all signified his deity, but the name of Jesus is the name of it, you might say of his humanity. And uh, it wasn't. It wasn't that uh, that name was all that altogether unique. You th- you thought that maybe Jesus was only he was the only one named Jesus. But at, at that period of time in in history, um, if you were to look at uh, inscriptions and old texts, you would realize that about nine percent of the boys born 
were named Jesus. And there's a reason why they were named Jesus. And, and Jesus is a, is a Latinized pronunciation of a, a Greek word or a Hebrew word, Yeshua. And so there was, there was a number of people named Yeshua. So and, we and that's the same as Joshua. So even, you know, not, not only in, um, you know, certain cultures where we have, Ye- you know, Jesus, um, but if your name is Joshua, I mean, you're, it's, it's the same name and, and it means it, God saves. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I mean, that's the meaning it, of the that, name that's and that's why he's yeah. called that. He's yeah. come to save his people from his sins. So, so from their sins. Sorry. Joshua was the was the great Israelite leader, you know, after Moses, Moses' successor. He's the one that brought Israel into the the promised land, the land that was promised, uh, and, and that and that land, that promise, uh, you know, signified uh, the people of God's eternal rest and glorious inheritance. And so he's a significant person in the history of of the church in Israel. Joshua himself was the son of Nun, but his uh, his birth name was actually Hosea, uh, Hosea. Uh, but uh, Moses calls him Joshua. You know, and and it, you know, there's a, some added significance in the changing of that name because it is. Uh, you know, if you look at Hebrew names, oftentimes what Hebrew names were, they were abbreviate, abbreviated forms of a sentence, and and Yehoshua or Joshua means. Yah, which is the abbreviation of Yahweh, God, and Shua, which is saves. So, so the meaning given to his name is God is salvation. And it's the simplest word sentence that you could have. Mm-hmm. God saves. And, and this, is our, this is the human name of our King and Savior. His name is Jesus. He's given that name, and we're told why he's given that name in Matthew. He's given that name. Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. You know, so unlike Joshua, he's not just simply uh, rescuing his people from physical danger. He's 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 uh, named Jesus because he will have victory over the spiritual evil that alienates us from God, and because sin has touched every part of our life. Yeah, the first Joshua foreshadows the true and better Joshua. Right, So if Joshua in the Old Testament leads a united Israel in the conquering and allotting in the land of, of Canaan, it secures a, defeats the enemies of God's people and secures a place of rest for his people. Uh, Christ comes and is the, fulfills that ultimately mm-hmm. and finally in defeating our ultimate enemies of sin and Satan and death and securing an, an eternal place of rest for us uh, in the new heavens and the new, and the new earth. Sometimes when we think of, of the idea of salvation, we can think of it pretty narrowly. And we talk about that Jesus saves us from our sins, and and we can deal with the idea or think in our turn in our minds that that salvation is really just that initial the punishment of of sin. But I was reading in um, Spurgeon, I believe, and he was talking about that God not only saves us from the punishment of sin, but He saves us from the pollution of sin. He saves us from the power of sin. And that the, the the ultimate promise is that he will save us from the presence of sin. And I, I just found that to be helpful categorization mm-hmm. of this idea mm-hmm. of, of a full orbed salvation. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys want to just take some time and talk the yeah, listener kinda, through kinda those categories. You're saved 
in the past, you're continuing to be saved, and you will be saved in the future. That that whole idea of uh, that you brought us through the categories of Sinclair Ferguson will use the three mm-hmm. tenses of salvation. Yeah, I've been saved. I'm being saved, and I will be saved. Yeah, and, and Scripture talks about our salvation in this way. Of sometimes it's spoken of as something that's already done and completed, and we could look at that as God has. I mean, his work is so sure that it can be spoken of in a past tense, but that also refers to the removal of sin and things like that. But our salvation too in scripture, I mean, it's, it's not just the, what we would call our justification where God declares us justified. Sometimes we narrow it down to that point, but God also in speaking of our salvation, it includes the, his work in our heart, softening us to the gospel of, of giving us faith and, declaring us justified, but then also includes our sanctification, which we are completely reliant upon his grace through faith in Christ for becoming more like Jesus, but then also that golden chain ending in our glorification. I mean, that's that's the mm-hmm. ultimate culmination of our salvation. So God speaks of our salvation as something already done, but then also still yet to be completed. Yeah, and a wonderful um, reminder of this continuing salvation that we have once once he's once we find ourselves forgiven of our sins. Um, you know, Paul is going to say in in Romans uh, chapter seven that he finds a law within himself that when he wants to do right, evil is still close at hand. And he says, "I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me a." captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? And then he has to answer right there, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. It, you know, the ultimate, the, the, actually this, this whole idea of the name of Jesus, in one sense, it, it corresponds to our simplest prayer you know which is lord help me and and the answer comes back jesus saves and i just i guess my burden or heart is that i think there are are people that understand and have realized um, that initial point of salvation that god has saved them from the guilt and and the pollution of their sin the punishment of their sin my concern is that that so many are not living in the freedom that that Jesus has brought, um, the 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 release from the power and the bondage of sin. Mm-hmm. That we we live beneath the work of Christ in our hearts and life, and hopefully, as you think about the name Jesus, it it, it gives you hope. As and and I think Romans. Seven is so helpful in this that we're all going to, on this side of eternity, have this struggle against sin in our life. It, we're all, it's residually there, and I, I, I have a burden for those that that live feeling like they'll never be free mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. from sin and won't be free from what the Puritans used to call bosom sins, these these sins that they feel like they're perpetually coming back to. Mm. And I think at least one of the, the great benefits and joys of the name Jesus is that it's a constant reminder that, no, he saves from sin. Mm-hmm. 
And one of those is he saves you from the power of sin. Mm -hmm. You you can say, no, I don't have to live this way. I belong to Jesus, and he saved me from this. And it's just claiming one of the, if you go back to the idea of of a God of covenant, it's it's claiming Mm -hmm. the promises of God that you have been set free. Live in the freedom that you have in Christ. Christmas is a, a wonderful time <laughs> that in which we both get a sober warning and a wonderful promise. And the name of Jesus actually brings out this uh, warning and promise because it's a, it's a warning for those who are careless about their sins. How can they embrace a Savior if they don't believe that they're sinners in need of a salvation? Before we can acknowledge Him as a Savior, we must feel the offense of our sins against the holy God. So there's a warning in that name that you need to understand who you are uh, as a sinner. And then the the name of Jesus contains a really wonderful promise as well. Because remember who commanded this name to be given. Um, Joseph and Mary didn't choose this name like you and I chose the name of our children. This name was given to them by God from heaven. And since God who cannot lie, commanded from heaven that his son, manifested in the flesh, be given this name Jesus, that is, Savior, we can know for certain and have assurance that he fully and perfectly saves us, body and soul. He's the God gave that splendid name of Jesus, and God is going to do what he promised in that name. And it's interesting that God felt so strongly about this that he revealed that both to Joseph and to Mary. Mm -hmm. Um, He wasn't leaving this up for grabs with regard to the naming of his son. He wanted it known, no, his name must be Jesus because he is the one that will save his people from their sin. Mm -hmm. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time.